Welcome to Use Your Words Podcast. This week, we're going to be looking at something that um, may not be suitable for younger viewers just because of all the anatomical terms that will be used. Anyways, what we're going to be looking at is some research that's showing that we are actually going from this idea that we were told earlier that we're going to be doing uh, a population explosion, we're going to overpopulate the planet, to the fact that humanity may be on the verge of something worse. We may be on the verge of population implosion, and we may be on the verge of going sterile due to various factors in our environment. That So let's take a look at that. Here at User Words Podcast, none of us are knowingly foolish. Okay, Troll, yeah, we, we have house? thousands of years of architecture we can go uh, over. Would here. you build your house on rock or sand? Knowing Brewer, sand because it's cheaper. Oh! <laughs> of course, sand. <laughs> oh, I miss that kid. Oh, the spirit of Brewer lives on in, in all of us. But, <laughs> anyways, regards to the fact, welcome to another episode of Use Your Hi. Words Podcast. I am Paul, joined once again with Aaron. And in this one, this was an article that I recently read a couple weeks ago, and the premise of it caught my attention. And so I was like, okay, uh, it caught my attention. I want to look into it a little bit more to see what the evidence is actually saying on this. And is that really true, or are they just being a little bit crazy and out there? Because, you know, sometimes doctors will say stuff. Uh, a to promote their book, uh, but B also be to be a little controversial because when you're a little controversial, the social media uh, algorithms, yes, exactly, get your attention. But also, social media algorithms uh, actually, I guess you could say, reward being controversial. You know, if you're getting a lot of likes and or dislikes, social media goes, "Oh, this person's getting a lot of interaction, both positive <laughs> and negative. Hey, maybe you'll be interested to this." Okay, cool. So, what? I'm talking about here is there was this doctor, uh, Shauna Sean, or Swan, sorry, Swan. Shauna Swan, who uh, has released a book and released some studies, and she is a, a sexual reproduction endocrinologist. Uh huh. Exactly. Endro <laughs> so, endocrinologist, Aaron, do you know what an endocrinologist is? I know you don't, but I want you <laughs> to. <laughs> I want you to guess. Pretend en, we're doing Aaron's word of the week. What oh is an endocrinologist? And en, en, is it endro? E N D R. Endro. Oh, it's E N. It's endocrinologist. I'm sorry. Endo. It's E N D O C R I N O L O G I S T. I was like, I was like, endocrinologist. Jeez. Okay. What is the okay? An endocrinologist studies the endocrine system. You probably have no idea what that is either, huh? No. Okay, that is uh, hormones. Your hormone system. In this case, in males, the hormone system would be your testes. It'd be your yeah. pituitary gland. You know, a bunch of our glands, but yeah. primarily it's your like your sex organs and that is related to that sort of stuff. Uh, various glands and that. Um, there's other things in it, like obviously, like I said, the pituitary gland, both male and female have that, you know, um, your adrenal gland, your thyroid gland, your parathyroid gland, your pituitary, your pineal gland, but then, you know, in males, testes and females, ovaries, your pancreas, you know, that, so all, all those things, th that's your endocrine system. Okay. This person, they study specifically the parts of you know, they study the uh, system that is specifically directed towards sexual reproduction. In other words, they're studying, you know, the, the testes, mm -hmm. they're, they're studying the ovaries, mm -hmm. and, then they're, and they're studying the hormones and everything related to that. Mm. And What a job. Well, well, you know, think about it this way. You know, Aaron, you get married one day, right? Huh. Okay. 
you get married and you and your wife are trying to have your 10th child <laughs> and you know she's not getting pregnant you go to thank a, you <laughs> you know you, you you go to a specialist and they're like well okay i'm going to send you over to her they'd send you over to shana swan and they'd say hey okay let's run some tests see you know make Why sure this work make sure your hormones are working right make sure that you're producing semen make sure you're producing uh sperm that are uh valid and fertile and it could are mobile that can go out and fertilize the egg okay so that's that's why you know it is important and so she has been yeah. doing this study and her conclusion is that we are on the verge of going to a population implosion so do you know what an implosion is not good Okay. Do you know what it's, an, what's it's, a, it's, it's, well, it's the opposite of explosion. Uh, explosion. So what's an explosion? Things so are going, going out, you know, yes. expanding, right? Yeah. So yeah. implosion, it's, contracting inward yep. type deal. It's still considered a bad thing. Yeah. In this, in this, uh, well, in, in all regards, it's, <laughs> you know, you don't want your ship to implode if you're out in space or anything. No. You don't want your ship to go <laughs> crumple up into a space no. ball because you're in the middle. And guess what? All of a sudden you just got cut into 5,000 different pieces. That's yeah, not a comfortable thing. So, but if it's your enemy, it's okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let me, let me ask this before we get into this. Have you ever seen the movie of uh, children of men? No, I know you've talked about that, but I've not seen, I've still never okay. seen it. So children of men, for those of you who haven't watched it, and I never recommend watching it. I enjoyed it when I, when I seen it a couple of times, uh, essentially it was a, supposed to be like an apocalyptic movie about the future. Which actually, when it was it was created like in the early two thousands, it was supposed to be like the late twenties, twenty twenties, which is not that far off, right? Right. And it, it's supposed to be a world where none of the women are able to get pregnant anymore, and yeah. the youngest person in the world at age eighteen had just died. Think about that. That's the youngest person in the world, age eighteen. Oh my gosh! <laughs> and no one's able to get pregnant. And then all of a sudden, this person, this woman, arrives. And she's pregnant. And people are essentially fighting, killing each other to control her destiny. Because some people want to kind of like study her and dissect her. Like, how was she able to get pregnant? And other people are wanting to like, you know, protect her so she can give birth. And then, you know, hopefully her child can have children and, you know, sort of stuff like that. And then they can hopefully start rebuilding the population, uh, you know, people who are fertile again. and. I remember watching that and I was like, wow, that's weird. That, uh, it's like, I can't imagine that ever happening. And then I read these studies and I'm like, oh boy, we're on the verge this of this. Is this happening? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're on the verge. We're on the verge, the verge. of this. We're on the verge of this. So, Except let, it's just men not being able to reproduce. Well, there, there's or, other things going on here. So, okay. so let's, let's talk about some of this here. Let's talk about the men side of things first. It's, this is the weird part. Okay. So. And, and, and actually, uh, I, I say let's talk about the men's side of this. For the most part, most of our studies do reside on the men's side. But let's be honest. If the men are infertile or if the men are sterile, guess what? You're not having a kid. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At least without like some manipulation because they have been able to like manipulate skin cells into spermazoa to be able to fertilize an egg. They've been able to do that. And it's they're trying to make it more efficient and all that. But Yeah. I love the expression on your face right now. <laughs> huh. Huh. But that still takes a lot of manipulation, right? Okay. So, so there's hope in that regard that, you know, things could happen, but then, you know, all of a sudden just get killed or something like that. Uh-oh, we can't have an Android bar. So, Anyways, so what, what, what Shauna did is uh, she went back and she went through a bunch of studies that are, have gone on over the years. And she worked and she started in studies that started back in 1973 through 2011. So the first thing she looked at was a sperm count of a man, like how much sperm he produces. Yeah. From 1973 to 2011, the average male sperm count decreased 59%. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a lot. If the trend continues at the current rate, the average male will be sterile and produce no sperm 
by the year 2045, according to her research. That that's if trend continues, nothing changes. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. And you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that would be within my lifetime, hopefully, if I live that long. Yeah. So she's saying the average male could potentially be producing zero sperm by 2045. Wow. Okay. Now, that you know has been decreasing over time. The other things that have been decreasing over time. Uh, what? This sounds weird. Okay. But what makes a guy a guy, hormone-wise? Testosterone, right? Testosterone. All right. Testosterone has also been decreasing Decreasing. year over year as well. What they're finding now is that some people age 35, uh, you know, a little bit younger than me because I'm 37 right now. I'll be (gasps) 38 this year. Woo! Uh, But what they're finding is there's a lot of people that are 35 now that have the same amount of testosterone in their blood at 35. As a 70-year-old, 80-year-old did a couple, like 30 years ago. So what a 30-year-old, you know, an 80, 70, 80-year-old's testosterone level was when they were that old 30 years ago is what a 35-year-old has now. In fact, I, I don't know if you remember, uh, have you ever seen on YouTube, you might have, there's a group called the Try Guys. Uh, I, the, I think the first video I really ever saw by them was they either did... Like the uh, is like a pregnancy sim or no a birth simulator kind of thing or and they also I thought there was one where they did they wore this like uh like a I guess like a vest type thing that would add the weight of like having carrying a kid around and stuff like that and okay I think those were two videos I had seen by them and they're entertaining dudes <laughs> okay yeah so. You know, there's four there's four guys in there, um, yeah. and what they did was they essentially when they got their testosterone uh, tested, you know, their their levels in their blood, right? So let me ask you this: What is the normal range for men to have of testosterone in their blood? Ages twenty five to thirty four, let's say. Normal range. Oh. It's, how would that be? Um, so the average range for men is 270 to 1,070 uh, nanograms per deciliter in their blood. It's NNG over DL. It's just how they measure. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. With men aged from 25 to 34, averaging 617. Okay. Not one of the Try Guys got close to 617. Ooh. In fact, all four tested below the level of a typical 85-year-old. That's... What? The typical 85-year-old is 376. Oh, my... And they were less than that. Yeah. They were less than... The person with the highest testosterone level in their blood had 363. (laughs) Three of the four tested below 270. Oh, my gosh. I don't don't want to get mine. I don't want to know what mine's at now. I don't want to know. You know, in, in testosterone, you know, they go, that's what makes man a man or whatever. You know, that <sighs> that does everything from your muscle mass to your frame to your sex drive, your aggression, amount of hair on your chest and all that oh, sort of stuff. Pretty pathetic. That's what they say makes a man a man. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but in reality, you know, it is that sex hormone that it, it defines, especially when you're going through puberty, how your body grows and develops and all that. Right. And what they're finding is that there's less and less uh, testosterone as we're going up. And there's other things going as well. We're also seeing increases in the chemicals uh, from uh, plastics, which are being increased into the bodies. And they're be- doing this through uh, microplastics. So yeah. microplastics are these really tiny pieces of plastic. And they... Get into your system, and once they get into your system, your body doesn't know what to do with them, and they just kind of break them down, and they can't break them down. They hang out. And they hang out kind of forever type of deal. Now, here's the bad part. Most of these microplastics mess with your your body's chemistry, mess with your body's hormones. They release an estrogen-like chemical into your system, which obviously messes with how you 
you grow and develop, especially as a teenager or young kid, right? Now, because of this increase of plastics and this increase of this estrogen-like hormone in, in the body because of these plastics, they have found through the studies that this has caused a reduction in seminal fluid. So it's not the amount of sperm you produce, just the amount of seminal fluid yeah. you produce when you release. Yeah. It has resulted in lower birth rates. Makes sense. It has resulted in smaller penises. Also makes sense. I guess. It's also, yeah, so, you know, <laughs> what? Sorry, ladies. Not much more fun for you anymore. <laughs> no comment. So, but anyways, so all these things are going on and they're, they're like, okay, let's see if we can find, you know, some commonalities, some stuff. So, yeah. So what they found, and this, this took me a little while to figure out, uh, and, uh, figure out here. So what they say is when a baby is born, what they have found in the studies, you know, from all this buildup of these hormones and these plastics, because even these plastics and hormones, even though they're not. They're not in the baby necessarily at first because they're sharing, you know, their mother's body. Essentially, some of those hormones are kind of affecting how the baby develops in the womb. What they're finding is uh, baby males born have a shorter AGD. That's the <laughs> that, that that's the more, I guess you could say, scientific, uh, friendly, family friendly term for a word. I'm going to ask if you know what it means. Uh, nope. <laughs> um, do you know what the word? And and again, this is primarily they're finding this impacting men. It does affect females as well. But taint. Do you know what that means? T a i n t. Wait. It, it, it what them? What what is that? Wait, isn't they they're tainted? What? Nope. Their taint is shorter. Their taint. T-A-I-N-T. Their taint is shorter. Do you know what that is? Why? Do, I've only heard that word being used as like you tainted something. Okay. So that is the distance between your anus and the start of your genitals. That's a, that's called the taint? Yep. Is that little, that, that's become shorter? So yeah. So what they found is that there's a direct correlation that the shorter that is, in males specifically, the smaller the testes, the smaller the penis, and less sperm they produce. So, what they found is that over the years, that has actually shrunk by like a couple inches. <laughs> what the heck? Yep. How do they? What? How do they figure this stuff out? Well, what they've done is they've taken studies and they've studied people right. in, over the years. Yeah. And then they cross-reference it to increases in certain chemicals and hormones through them over time. That's bizarre. Yeah. So as a result of that, you know, you have all these estrogen-mimicking chemicals getting in the body. So it's causing these physical changes in men as they're growing older. You know, right. it's causing reproductive health issues. But what they're also seeing is that, you know, with all these other these estrogen-mimicking hormones and lower T and all that, they're seeing an increase in testicular cancer year over year. They're also seeing an increased rate of erectile dysfunction year over year. In fact, they're saying that there is a plus 1% per year adverse reproductive change for men due to these chemicals in the environment. Now, it's when I say due to these chemicals in the environment, there's other factors as well where we're not helping ourselves with this. Right. You know, we could have, you know, I don't know, if we're overweight, you know, that, that, that contributes hurts. to that. If we're smoking, that contributes to that. Dang it. Yeah, I know. Right. Drinking too. Drinking. Well, excessive um, marijuana usage contributes to that as well. Dang it. You know, so all these people are like, oh, marijuana is so fine. Yeah. No, it's actually contributing for you to be producing less sperm and to be less fertile. I should have never gotten into that. Uh, you haven't been into it, so that's okay. Well, not that you know. Then we'll talk later. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> you said drinking is all, if, like only excessive, excessive drinking. drinking. What's yeah. excessive drinking? Like they don't ex define excessive drinking, but you Sucks. know, just like they just list marijuana, they just list smoking. They don't, they just list that. They don't list, you know, all, all the things. Now, and as far as smoking goes, mm -hmm. like I guess I wonder because granted, okay, yes, generally because I'm a cigar smoker and pipe starting to get into pipe as you yeah yeah um for cigar 
you're not supposed to inhale. So they didn't delineate between, so I can't answer if that's that's where I'm wondering how much does that have to do with it? Because for I mean, generally, people that are smoking cigarettes are inhaling. Yeah, but there's but you're probably getting some of the chemicals still. I say you, yeah. So even with cigars, like to some point, you're still getting a little bit. But you'll have to you'll have to go to find the Shana Swan and ask her. Okay, so I have to do some measurements on you first, and then you can find out. Gosh, I don't, I don't want to find out. <laughs> Anyways, so so you know that that's on the men's side of things, right? Yeah. On the women's side of things, oh man, it, it's it's almost just as bad, actually. So, really? hmm. uh, you know, it's not so much as money uh, physically altering things as it is on men. Um, the taint thing is still a thing that happens there. Okay. But what they also have found is that fertility has gone down specifically. Uh, now, some of this could be contributed to some other factors, and we'll get that into a, um, a second here um, with that. But they have also found increased uh, miscarriage rates. And, They've found increased genital abnormalities among the children, you know, and oh, then, the you know, and then that might lead to potentially like, oh, you know, if it's an ultrasound ahead of time, like, uh, I might abort. Now, oh. th- these abnormalities are typically among boys. You know, but, you know, obviously the mother's carrying their kids still. Right. Uh, it These chemicals have also led to earlier puberty for females. And we've heard about that for a while now. They're like, man, it seems like children are entering puberty earlier and earlier. Uh-huh. Well, guess what? The science says, yes, that is happening. Huh. Uh, there's a quote in the articles that says, in some parts of the world, the average 20-something woman today is less fertile than her grandma at 35. So you know how we were saying how men had lower testosterone? In this case, that's also happening to the females. Ooh. So, well, I guess a good thing we have Josh and Amy to be our test guinea pig things. <laughs> they are not our test guinea pigs. Well, not, yeah, okay. They'll, you know, whenever they get to their time to have kids, we'll get to monitor that and see how they do. So like I said, you know, so Gosh, it, it is impacting though. both female and males. Okay? Yeah. And it's causing, so between a, this increase in, um, gentle deformities, this increase in miscarriages, this decrease in fertility, this decrease in, in, um, sperm being produced, you know, it's, you know, some of it, they've been able to attribute to like BPA plastics. Cause you now know, uh, you know, if you buy like us, piece like a plastic bottle or whatever at the store right. not like a soda but like a you know a reusable plastic container it'll say bpa free right that's because bpa time and release those estrogen like hormones through your system now, uh, that's why a lot of com- uh, countries have actually um made it illegal to sell anything with bpa in it hmm. because of this change that it has in hormones wow you know, uh, and, 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 I, and I need to be fair. There are other things that have contributed to this, you know, besides BPA, like just an environment factor, smoking, drinking, all that. Mm-hmm. But this has had a couple, all these things have had a couple of important uh, factors right now. Okay. So from 1964 to 2018, which is pretty recent here. Okay. The global fertility rate. And when I say the fertility rate, um, what they mean is the amount of children each woman has in their lifetime okay the global fertility rate fell from 5.06 children births per woman to 2.4 births Uh, per woman wow okay now why is that important the reason that's important is that in order to maintain the current population that we are at each woman Needs to give birth to 2.1 children. That is the population replacement level. We're oh, down to 2.4. 2.1 is the minimum slow. to keep the population at current levels. So we're, right. we're really slowly building it, right? Yeah. Now, that being said, <laughs> I'm not going to ask for a number. I want you to give me a percentage of all the countries in the world that have a fertility rate, you know, again, how many births per, per woman have a fertility rate of less than 2.1. Um, 
How many countries? Percentage. Go with 63. Right now, today, 50% of the countries have a fertility rate of less than 2.1. 50% of the countries oh, are yes. on a declining population path. Wow. Uh... By 2050, they estimate that two-thirds of all countries will be in this route. So they'll be that'll be 66% by 2050 is what they estimate. So it's, I mean, that's, wow. It's a long time. But it still. seems a long time, but it's not that long of a time. If you, right. if you really think about if it. You think, yeah, you think about because it. what, if you look at the global population trends, you will see it just spike up high, 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 percentage wise for many, many years. And recently it's only gone up just a little. Just a little. Uh, and we're on that verge of where, hey, decline. we might be on the decline really soon here. Then, then at some point we're going to have boomers again and then just have a point when everybody's having babies left and right. Maybe. Which I am, I remember uh, when this whole COVID thing hit, that was one prediction of everyone was just all the ladies were going to get pregnant because there's nothing else to do during this time. Well, and even up. even with the lockdown, guess what? The population increase of the world barely went above one percent. Wait, what? Even with the lockdown, even with COVID, yeah, the population increase year over year last year, yeah, barely went over one percent. That's nuts. You figured everybody would be well. You, that's what you would figure. You figured there'd be maybe more births. It didn't, but it didn't happen. That well, how do? I mean, would they be able to know how many pregnancies there are? That no, they track births. Yeah. So I mean, so maybe this year we'll see a little bump, but we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet until it happens. Okay. So we talked about BPAs as being one of the culprits of all this, right? Uh. BPA is it's called an everywhere chemical. Do you know what where you can find BPAs besides plastic bottles and like plastics in general? <laughs> Fast food? No. Oh, okay. But maybe in the receipt. See how would that get to you though? So it, it just can, by touching it? Yeah. And it so just gets in your body. These BPAs, they're found in pesticides. They're found in ATM receipts. They're found in cosmetics. They're found in plastics of all sorts. Yeah. They're just everywhere. In fact, these microplastics are probably in some of the foods we eat as well, since they can't be broken down and digested. They are everywhere in the environment, just everywhere. <laughs> the heck? So, you know, we, so we have these things coming in from all over. We have these mm-hmm. decreased birth rates. But here's the kicker. Okay. And Shauna Swan writes about this in her book. But she is very... Uh, let me put this. So she's very on the fence about this part. Okay. She says that these increases in these hormones and these uh, BPAs and all this other stuff may actually be um, gender bending chemicals. I was going to say, I did hear there was a thing where um, was it like fish and, uh, oh, wow. I can't, the minute, uh, the, wow, what river is that? Along Wisconsin. Mississippi River. Okay. But I thought it was in the Mississippi, but like there was fish that were, I guess, male, but they had changed over or their sex changed because of higher amounts of estrogen and stuff like that. Oh, it's very bizarre. Yeah. So looking at that, uh, I'd have to look up at the news on that. But yeah, yeah. The, that was one of the things that they referenced that that is something that. Uh, is happening due to the, well, and they said these estrogen uh, chemicals could be also coming from some of these microplastics as well. Just like in humans, where it's giving us more estrogen in our system, uh-huh. it's also doing it the same thing to so, the fish. I mean, can you take est? I mean, est- why, why why would you take estrogen boosters, Aaron, if you're already getting estrogen more in your body than normal? Testosterone boosters, though, that is a danger. Okay, Mm -hmm. and and here's why. I've looked into this a little Mm -hmm. bit. And and I say this as someone whose doctor says I have low T. Okay. Okay. Um, You can do a couple things. You can take some herbs and that to kind of try to naturally boost it. Right. That that works to a sense. Or you could get like a testosterone gel 
But then you have to be careful because like the gel, you put it like on your skin. But if that skin like touches your dog or something like that, you can transfer some of that into your dog. Yeah. Um, and Good like, thing you don't have a dog. Yeah, I know. But like, let's say, <laughs> you know, let's say you had a girlfriend or a wife or whatever, right? And you accidentally touch your wife with that. All <laughs> Starts of a sudden, growing she, a beard. She's going to be growing a beard. <laughs> that is a side effect. Yeah. A, but it could lead to like aggression in dogs and that. Okay. Mm-hmm. You could also get a, take a shot like every day of testosterone, you know, prescription, that. all that. But here's the problem with that. What's the problem with that one? That's called testosterone, you know, the, the gel and the shot. That's called testosterone replacement therapy. Okay. Once you start testosterone replacement therapy, your body stops, stops producing testosterone. It. See, that's what I find crazy about the body is how once you start adding stuff to it, it stops doing stuff on its own. Yeah. And I guess I'm imagining that's in a way to keep balance to whatever it feels like it needs. Yes, it does. And here's the other side effect of this, uh, this wonderfulness of testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. It can lead to excess estrogen being produced in your body. That's why you see those bodybuilders who are injecting themselves with anabolic steroids. Sometimes they develop breasts because their body's producing too much estrogen and their body develops breasts because of that. Testosterone and estrogen are closely linked together. Right. And your body, if it has an excess of one. It's going to make more of the other. It'll make more of the estrogen. Specifically. So that that's why you have to be careful with that sort of stuff. Yeah. So that's why I said there's herbs in that that can help potentially, right. maybe, don't know, but it's not going to replace it. But if you go on a replacement program, you're on it. Yeah. And what's dangerous and scary is you will, because I, again, I was researching all this stuff, right? And so then Facebook goes, oh, you must have low T. Let's, <laughs> I saw so start seeing all these testosterone replacement therapy program yeah. uh, ads on Facebook. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I got to get all this crap out of my Facebook feed. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. But That's so wild. Yeah. Ugh. See, now because when you talk about the, I already forgot their name. The, the, the try guys try guys yeah yeah so they're they're in their 30s now yeah so if i went to go get tested with the they got tested in 10 years i wonder how much lower i will be compared to them don't know oh i don't like that <laughs> so yeah so you have all these plastics you have all these things that are changing you have all these physical changes happening right and then like i said they call the bpas like these gender bender plastics so they're also seeing some psychological changes happening in children now. So, and people are going to go, oh, you're being uh, binary gendered. Well, I mean, okay. what, what else I'm is just, there? I'm just going off what the science here says. So let's take right. a look at what the science Listen says Listen to the science. That's okay. what we've been told all year. It says, and I'm quoting here, typically females know more words than you know their their male count you know their boy the male yeah. counterparts at the same age when we're talking like you know a couple years old you know when kids are just learning to speak right women are smart but they say but boys exposed to bpas in the womb you know for those boys who are exposed to bpa in the womb while they're still developing yeah the differences between boy, boys and girls language wise number of words known decreases rapidly huh. so psychologically how we learn how our brain works it's changing it these BPAs, these plastics, it's decreasing our fertility. It's changing how our brain works. And she puts in there cautiously, she says cautiously, you know, she said more research is needed. And, you know, obviously this hopefully means more research will be done. She says this may be contributing in part to people picking genders, which is opposite of their sex because of these increase in hormone chemicals that are messing with the brains messing with the hormone balance in the body, messing with the physical changes going on. Mm. And again, we can't get away from these BPAs. You know, again, some European countries in that have outlawed BPAs completely. We have huh. in the US. We like to say, you know, that's why you see everything like BPA free. Yay. Um, but it's in cosmetics, pesticides, ATM receipts. <laughs> it's probably in some of those toys behind you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was thinking that. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, what this? I mean, I think that's just a hard plastic. Yeah. But I I mean, gosh. 
Uh, what? I mean, computers, all those parts and stuff like that. Bags. Plastic is everywhere. It's permeated so our like, entire lives. Uh, yeah, just like a sandwich bag or whatever. If you yeah. put your bag in a little plastic, I mean, if you put your butt, if you put your sandwich in a little plastic bag, uh-huh. um, gosh, yeah, yeah, it's literally everywhere. It is now. Not all of it is BPA, obviously, right? You know, but you know, like if you get if you get a water bottle, BPA potential, unless it's made BPA free. Oh, you look like you just had an idea. Work. Yeah, what about work? Oh, working with uh, speed wrap in that? Yeah. Maybe? Huh. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, put and, my two weeks in. <laughs> and, and this isn't to make you all like, oh, i got to be scared of everything. I need to leave. <laughs> Sorry. I can't work here anymore. So my testosterone. <laughs> so, so we talked about, you know, how they're... Right now, 50% of the countries have below the fertility rate of below yeah. 2.1. Yeah. Now, I, I do want to make this so what is, okay. I do want to make this clear. There's other things contributing to that lower fertility rate as well that's made it drop from 5.6, 5.06 to 2.4 right now. Yeah. Um contraception is everywhere now. Okay. So, you know, obviously contraception means less unplanned, unwanted pregnancies, sort of deal. There's cultural shifts towards smaller families, having children later in life. You know, instead of yeah. instead of having children starting like at eighteen, maybe they don't Starts families don't start till like the thirties or don't even get married till the thirties and start having children thirties. Obviously, yeah. they can't be. Uh, pump, this sounds well, weird. Uh, they can't be pumping out kids. You know, right. as long as an eighteen year old. Right. Uh, cost of raising children, especially yeah, if costs. both parents are out working. You know, daycare is expensive. Yeah. Well, and, that's the, and then also like all the. Illness. What about any of that? Uh, they didn't put that in, in as or, part of the thing. Okay. But, you know, obviously that might play a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, cost of having children, you know, between health care and uh, child care. And, you know, little Timmy has to go to the school trip, and that's going to cost, you know, however much. And little Timmy has to have this set of equipment to go to school sort of stuff. Right? That's where I start kissing my stuff goodbye. <laughs> You know, the increased miscarriage rates also contributes to that. Uh, the increased genital abnormalities among boys, we talked about that. Early puberty and for females, they, li- they listed as one of the reasons for a decrease in the fertility. Um, they, also ta- they also talked about, again, the tobacco smoking, obesity, and marijuana. Mm. Um, like I said, the smaller families going into that. So that is all just like... Yeah, yeah, there's a ton of different factors that can go into. But one of the biggest things I see is that plastic that's doing that hormone mimicking, which is then, and and, and to be honest, when I first heard about people going, oh, we don't want anything with BPA, I was like, what's the big deal about it? And then I started doing this research and I was like, oh, uh oh. (laughs) Um, this well, could have some effect on things. This is, has an effect on a lot of things and that we don't even think about that. Right. That's scary. Well, not, I mean, I guess it's not scary, but that's. No, I, I think it can be on the lines of scary because we're talking about potentially, you know, obviously take everything with a green of salt to tell it has been like proven multiple times over, but she has been interviewed multiple times, multiple uh, things like I was pulling some resources from Axios. Mm-hmm. I was pulling some other things, and that she's like, "Yeah, we, I'm trying to sound the alarm that we're on the verge. People start getting busy <laughs> of, of of a population collapse." And what's funny is I was talking with um, our pastor's wife recently, and like mm-hmm. we were just talking. And I was like, "Yeah, I was reading this interesting article," and she didn't read the necessarily the same article, but she's like, "Yeah, no, I've been reading about this stuff as well. It's interesting." I was like. It's kind of scary, too, <laughs> to think that this big of a physical change is happening. And I haven't heard a peep about it in anywhere, news-wise. Well, I don't know how many people actually know about this. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, this, she wrote a book, she released papers, all this about, hey, we have a potential decline in human population coming up and nothing. And I think the reason is a lot of people, okay, you know, 
and I'm going to say this and people are going, ah, that's a conspiracy. You know, like Bill Gates and that has said, we need to decrease the human population in the world. You know, there are a lot of people who are like, we need to decrease population, decrease population, decrease population. And I think because that is kind of this big narrative that it's not, this sort of stuff isn't catching attention. There's a difference between intentionally decreasing population by saying, hey, we're going to have less births, so they're not burning the plant as much, versus, hey, guess what? Men, you're all sterile. <laughs> That's a lot bigger of a statement. It is, so, I mean, we got, we got some interesting things out there. So if you want to read more on this, look up Ashana Swan. Yeah. Uh, she has done interviews on Ax, with Axios and a bunch of other newspapers. And she has definitely, you know, been out there, kind of just been like, "Hey, we, we got some things going on." No, I've I've never been to a sperm donor, sperm bank, or yeah, yeah, because I would be the donor, yeah, giving to a bank. But like, how how long can that last? Frozen for a long time. It's interesting because I wonder if they'll have to. Because now if men go sterile, they'd have to just rely on sperm banks to be able to use for pregnation stuff. Yeah. And that's only going to go for so long. So and... long. Until you run out of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, well, I'm hoping I'm not around long enough to really see the effects of that. I hope. Well, you never know. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> and we got. I don't know. <laughs> we got things just going on that could be. They've been kind of boiling under the surface, with this modern life of ours, mm-hmm. and all the times the things come up at the last minute and be like, and we're done. <laughs> and, and what they and what they and I'll, I'll I'll say this: what they pointed out um, in this article here is that. They say just as CO2 accumulates in the environment over decades, adds momentum to climate change. That I'm quoting them exactly here. Mm-hmm. The damage done to human reproduction may be accumulating with each new generation starting life with increasingly degraded fertility. <gasps> she actually argues, oh. and again, I'm quoting here, Swan argues that human beings, despite our numbers, arguably fit already in three of the five criteria for an endangered species. Destruction of our environment, so she's talking about global warming and all that, right? Inadequate regulatory mechanisms, aka uh, our birth, our fertility rate sinking down towards that 2.1 level and below. And man-made factors that affect our continued existence, aka BPAs and obesity and smoking marijuana and smoking in general and all that other stuff. And so her argument is that we already fit three of those five and humanity is, should be labeled an endangered species. Oh my, but there's so many of us at the moment. Yeah, at the moment. But how many of us are going to die out soon? Right. Yeah, I wonder like, if you were to take just like a list of all the people in the world, how many people, like, I mean, how many people are like up in their old age and ready to pass away kind of thing. And then how many are going to be left? Yep. So this has led to a new phrase in, especially with these doctors who study, you know, hormones for reproduction. Um, they have a level on which BPA is considered repro toxic. In other words, reproductively toxic to yeah. a human. Huh. Yeah. And, uh, the European union has restricted B, uh, BPAs completely from, uh, toys, and they have also set limits on BPAs in food production, which means it's somewhere in our food chains at some points yeah. as well. Well, that's why I wonder. I mean, gosh, I wonder for like farmers and stuff like that. Like, if you just got food from, well, if you got your, it's still it, it's still local farmers, it's still everywhere. They said they they don't they predict that there are probably no animals left that don't have some of these microplastics in them, and because it's in the once it gets in the ground and all that, it's just in the food system. Kind of have to start over. Who invented this stuff? You know, we probably invented it to make life simpler because it made plastics maybe easier or more flexible or stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, oh look, it causes issues. Oh, it's killing us. Yep, it's bringing an end to our species. Yeah. 
And you know what? I this makes me wonder, depending on how far out unless I mean we somehow take some corrective action and start growing in number again, would we ever really get to the point where humanity is extinct or is Christ gonna well how much sooner would Christ come back before that? Yeah. That's a good question, and I don't know. Same. And hey, you know, maybe I need to go over Revelation again. Maybe this is one of the end time prophecies. <laughs> right. It, it's a That's plague freaky. of it's a plague of pestilence which decreases human population. Hey, it's being done through reproductive issues. I don't know because you, you continue, like I said, you continue reading on this over and over again, and it's yeah. just it just uh, makes me hurl a little bit. Yeah. Um, the fact that it, it's it's affecting men specifically so much physically. Yeah. You know, and people are going, "Oh my goodness, you're just worried about the men. You're just worried about your penis line." <laughs> well, I don't. Without care about that, you ain't having kids. Um, but so. Well, no, I was well, getting more along the lines. That you're just being uh, vain because you're that. a little bit smaller than normal, or whatever. <laughs> that, that really hurts on a man's pride. Okay. <laughs> but all but all these changes are indicative of hormonal changes yeah. in men as they grow up because yeah. of the environment because of these things all around us and if we're already down 59 percent in our sperm count between 73 and 2011 i want to see what that range has increased to since 2011 because we we have about oh. nine nine and a half years since that study was last done so between 2011 and and 2020 i would like to see what that what that value has decreased how much closer are we to that 2045 deadline i don't want to know i don't want to know or is that 2045 deadline being moved up to 2030 2030 right but it's only nine years away yeah i know <sighs> think about Spooky. it Aaron. that could be real scary could be very interesting hey it's fine for, i don't want kids so it's whatever well Seeing I'm part of the problem with the world now because I don't want kids. Uh, you're part of that cultural shift as well. So that that's part of, that's why the birth rate is also decreasing from that two point or the five point oh six to the two point four. Right. You know, it, it, it's that part you can explain away and that's fine. You know, it, it's the part that you can't explain because of the change to our Physically. reproductive health due to these other things in the environment going on. Yeah. Which for a lot of stuff now, now I say now we don't have control over anymore because it's already been it's too far gone. Yeah. It's already been introduced into the system. It's already been introduced all over. It's not getting away. So yeah, There's we no escape. Think about that and make that haunt your dreams coming up that, Hey, we're, we're in, we're on the verge of potentially having some interesting times ahead. We're on the verge of having the times where, People are like, hey, why are there no more children being born anymore? <laughs> we can't. It's all over now. Hey, you never know. Enjoy the people while you can. Ugh. Ugh. What? Say <laughs> so part of this might almost be convincing to have kids, but you know, I still don't think I want any. <laughs> I don't think I can do it. Yeah. So like, sorry, I, world. So I just pulled up some countries, right? Yeah. Uh, so like Japan, they have a negative growth. What about what about the U.S.? Because the uh, US, U.S. is like the most obese. U, yeah, U.S. growth, uh, 2010 to 2018. They do it kind of in ranges in this one. Uh, did go up six percent, right? Yeah. But Russia went down. Japan went down. Hungary went down. Uh, there's a couple other ones here where they, they show negative growth increase. So you have that and it's just like, oh boy, New Zealand down, uh, and a, and a few others. It's like, mm, that's, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and that's again, population <clears throat> over like eight years. I wasn't able to get like the by year one necessarily. Okay. Oh, actually, no, mine. Here it is. Oh. Yearly change. We only went up 1.05% last year. When I say we barely made over that 1% mark. Yeah, we literally barely made it. Yeah. 
And if you look at this chart, okay, starting back in 1965, it was 2%. Okay. And then slowly over the years, like every year it goes, for the most part, there are a couple of years where it spikes up again, but for the most part, it goes down every year. And you're like, wait a minute, we have so much population. How is it only going up this much? Again, some of these things, you know, we talked about, you know, smaller families, social changes and that, but you see this trend is we're just slowly going down slowly, slowly, but surely. So we have this going on. It's like, oh, the data is right there in front of us. That's not good. <laughs> right. I mean, that doesn't, yeah, again, there's not much we can do really about it. Yeah. Unless you just want to, I mean, I don't know, have another generation of boomers. But even then, I mean, they'll only be able to do so much. Yeah. So, I mean, what we got... We're just going to have to start enhancing our children. It's going to be a bunch of guinea pigs. I don't know how we're going to enhance them, but no, okay. I, don't, I don't know. I was either. like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, I, um, here, maybe this graph will help you to understand this. And, I, and I'll see if I can get a copy of this on, on the notes. But here's the growth rate by year. And you just see it as it spikes up after they start taking it and then just down, 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 down. Uh, that is on worldmeters.info slash world dash population. It's a pretty steady downward. Yeah, it is a pretty downward steady slide. downward uh, trend. They are predicting by 2050, this site here, independent yeah. of independent of the, the data that the Shana Swan did, yeah. they're predicting by the year 2025, will be under 1% growth. Mm. Okay. And by the year 2050, they're predicting only a 0.53% growth. And notice it continues that negative trend year over year. Wow. So. Goodbye. Plastics in the world killing us slowly. Hormones changing us. We're just really hormonal people. Thank you.